Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world. Sometimes I do sermons from the divine. He whispers the topic to me throughout my day and tells me when to hit record and when to upload it so that you can listen to this. Sometimes I share music as well to help empower you to find happiness from within. This show is specifically for those that are struggling with depression, depressed state, difficult seasons, to help equip you, adding tools to your tool belt for your mental resiliency, which is your bounce back power. I'm walking in nature, you might hear birds behind me, that is real sounds. It is an absolutely gorgeous morning. It is chilly. It's sunny. It's a little foggy. It's wonderful. I'm so grateful for where I am right now. It's not where I want to be, but I'm grateful for where I'm at right now. On my drive to this location, the father whispered to me, I'm going to give you a sermon topic. So I knew it was coming. I just didn't receive it yet until I started walking in nature. And he said very clearly to me, in that still, small, quiet voice, he said, victory is mine. So I don't pre-plan these sermons. The first thing that came to mind was, what does it mean to have victory over something or someone? That means that you've, you've won a conquest, you've, you've won a competition. Earlier this past week, I watched the movie Gladiator. If you haven't seen it, strongly recommend you check it out if you have a strong stomach. It's about uh, time in uh, history with like Julius Caesar and Rome and the Empire and whatnot, and this particular uh, leader in the military was responsible for pretty much all of these soldiers and the king was going to be passing away soon retiring if you will and he loved this leader he loved what he stood for he stood for family honor respect and he had his own son the king didn't trust him His son was conniving, was not uh, honest, and thought for certain that he would be um, passing the throne to him upon his passing. And he said, no, I'm going to be giving the blessing to so-and-so. I forget the character's name. And then the son kills his own father. Because he wanted that position, that power. And oftentimes we, we find in many stories, in history and in reality, fiction and truths, that people are so focused on power and position that they'll do anything. They'll forget all their morals, ethics, values and virtues. But the creator of the universe, the father of all of us, 
He is the ultimate victor. And if we stay in alignment with him, no matter what happens in this world, we have eternity. Our spirit will live on forever in heaven. Now, some people that listen to the show, I respect your different faith system. You might have a different identity of the afterlife. Maybe you believe in science or other beliefs and you don't have that connection. That's okay. We respect where you're coming from. Recognize, though, that this, this show, this brand, this purpose started from the Holy Spirit speaking directly to me. 2018 on my death day the day that I was going to end my life because I had a birth control implant that had completely separated all rational thought in my mind and my depression was so severe that I kept having ruminating thoughts of ending my life and it was so bad that I called the at that time 1-800 number now it's 988 And I needed help. I needed so much help. I was so tired of those thoughts coming back into my mind. I struggled off and on for 18 years. And after speaking to my angel on the phone, I I asked the father. I got down on my knees after that call. And I said, Father, I don't want these thoughts to ever enter my mind again. I need you to come in. Heal my mind, remove these thoughts permanently. And he did. He did. He came in and he healed my mind completely. He revealed parts of my future, opened up the heavens, showed me the name that we were going to change our business to, which was Move Happy. It was a different business name in the beginning. He showed me the three pillars. Mindset Community Fitness. He showed me there would be an annual event starting in 2020, helping people with depression with a variety of speakers, variety of musicians performing. And sure enough, in 2020, that happened. It was an online event, but this organization, the top leaders that kind of orchestrated it all, Deepak Chopra, Ariana Huffington, Johnson & Johnson, the Kennedy Foundation, all of these big organization names reached out to me asking for my network to add more people to this event because I had been speaking it into existence since the Father spoke life into me in 2018. So we respect your faith system, but recognize No one can deny the truths. The Father is the Father of all of us. Everything that He says will come to be. There will come a time, I don't know when, none of us do. It says in the New Testament, Paul wrote much of the New Testament, it says, it will come like a thief in the night to always be prepared. Jesus will be coming back. He will rule on the earth for a thousand years. After 
defeating the enemy. It will happen because the Father said it would be so and everything he says will come to pass. Victory is mine, thus saith the Lord. Exodus 34:17 Deuteronomy 24:5 James 2:11 through 13 Numbers 13:4 I'm not sure what this is Edrodami Jeroscopus. Not sure what that is, so I'll have to look that up later. Philippians 3 13 through 17. John 4 9 through 11. First John 1 7. Thank you, Father. The Father is whispering something to me. What is it, Father? Moved across the country in obedience to this calling and a family member in need in 2018 shortly after having that experience with the Father above. I had, I had shared it with my family member, uh, but they were so worried about me because of what I had shared. I wasn't in pain anymore, but when you speak about self-harm or suicide, when you speak it aloud, your family and friends care about you, as they should. And um, back then, it wasn't as a normal conversation as it is now much more normal to speak about mental health and whatnot after the shutdown in 2020. Back then, I was being obedient to the Father, and my family member needed some help, so I moved across the country, started fresh. And that was exactly what needed to happen for connections, for restart, for victory to be possible. And the Father has lit my path for every, every step of the journey. It's been absolutely incredible. It's been very frustrating at times, but it's been incredible overall because I'm still here he's got a purpose for me since since then uh, we've got three businesses now I've had to put a pause on the businesses anytime competitors that have access to my technology devices they hack in anytime they want <laughs> blocking my email accounts they block one 
and the other email account is tied to the first business account, which I didn't do, but they set it up that way. So anytime I say anything that's out of alignment with what they prefer, these deep state evil criminals, they block me because they are so jealous of the progress. But when they do it, what they don't realize is that victory is already mine. The Father assigned me this big global mission to help empower people to find happiness from within. That I am the person in the world to help people with their depression. That I am creating and will create therapies for all kinds of people, for all kinds of scenarios and needs. I've already developed 62 in my lifetime. 62. The creator of mindfulness-based cognitive therapy um, that kind of coined the term Dr. John Kabat-Zinn worked for a majority of his career in a psychiatric hospital setting. If you read his book, Full Catastrophe Living, you will see it is a summation, essentially a summary of 30 years of working, teaching people how to be mindful. He became famous in the psychology realm because people started applying his therapy, his one therapy that he developed. They started doing research papers on his one therapy and he got famous in this domain, if you will, (laughs) on one. Imagine what the father can do with 61 and I'm just getting started. Victory is mine. Thus saith the Lord. When he assigns something to you, there is no one in the world that can stop you from your destiny. Pastor Joel Osteen says that often. Even if you have a setback, it's essentially like the, uh, what is that weapon called? Where there's a rubber band and it pulls back on the strings, right? Or it pulls back on the rubber to set you forward, to shoot you forward to your destiny. That's essentially what they're doing when they slow me down. It gives me ammo to prepare the rebound attack. And I don't have to attack at all. The Father does it for me. Psalms, I believe, 54.5 speaks on that. This last week, they again locked up my email accounts after I started speaking the truth about Jason Johnson, founder of Project Canine Hero, former president, one of many of the Blackwater alumni group that was, I believe, started from President Clinton, but probably started before him because evil Evil has been on the earth for a long time, but this group is basically trained assassins. They protect our presidents, which is good, but when evil people are in power, they have their trained assassins do evil things. And he was bragging about being the president of this organization. He was brand new in his role, and people didn't tell him properly not to talk about it. That's what's to talk about that. Like, hello, huge security risk. I didn't know this. I know now. But at the time, I reached out to him for help. 
I had invited him in October to one of my therapy experiences. It was the second I ever executed live. It's a group experience for rich, very important people. It was a VIP only thing and I didn't advertise it. I didn't pay for it. All I did was email invitations out and in two hours we sold every space. As I sold, some got free seats, some paid. None of your business. Who got what? That was up to my discretion. He liked the experience so much and actually connected, connected with a few business connects that he wanted to meet me in person for lunch. He said he would be in town the following week, that he had um, some meetings with his board for his nonprofit, and he wanted to see if we could do lunch together. Then all of a sudden, my devices that week were acting very wonky, thought it very strange. And <clears throat> I had been seeing a person off and on. This person was going through mental insanity. And they got real pissed off that I didn't invite them to my event. Because I invited them to the first one and they didn't show up. They said, no thanks. But first one was so successful they said they assumed they were getting invited to the second one I said sorry you're acting weird I'm not inviting you to this one I'll keep you posted I didn't want them screwing it up they were telling me they wanted to end their life and all kinds of weird things well what I didn't realize is that they had hacked into my devices and were listening in on conversations and they started hacking into my apps in my phone and my computer and were messing with my stuff because they were upset that I didn't invite them acting like a spoiled little brat or so I thought but victory is mine thus saith the Lord and the Lord reveals truths to me and this person was also having issues with their technology and they were getting frustrated and they were slamming their devices on the ground and whatnot because their device was getting hacked into and my device was getting hacked into. It's called cyber warfare. It's attack. It's um, attacks that are often from the CCP of China, the Communist Party. That is what Graydon McKee told me. He used to be one of the five original cybersecurity experts of Apple. He also worked at Microsoft. And at the time where I connected with him through LinkedIn, he was working as the director of IT for a company with 1,300 employees. He wanted to downsize his responsibility so he could be closer to his family. He scanned my computer for free, or so I thought. He was paid, I imagine, a hefty amount to tell me that he would do this for me as a friend scanning my computer and he did he said I won't be going to court none of that um, you could just say that a cybersecurity expert confirmed looking through your device confirmed that there is some spyware or whatnot at the beginning of our meeting I said okay no problem I appreciate you taking a look at it because I knew something weird was going on 
but I didn't know what exactly. We met outside of a Starbucks and there was a gentleman with his head down a few feet away from us. I believe was a part of Jason's group. Listening to our conversation. As he scanned my computer, he said, Aaron, this is bad. He said, do you know this email address? Mike, Mike, 560 at Gmail. I said, that's my ex-husband's email. He's like, well, that is set up as your backup email account for your iCloud. I said, I did not put that there. In fact, this computer I purchased after I moved across the country reluctantly because my computer which was a MacBook, whatever, the white one, I got in graduate school, 2009 version. It stopped turning on. This was pre-cloud. That computer did not have connections to the cloud. And these evil assholes, I imagine, forced me to purchase a computer back then so that they could connect anytime they wanted to my shit. Pardon my French. He said, Aaron, this is real bad. What I'm seeing in here, this is real bad. He said, I see, I see that there's mirroring technologies, which means that they're mirroring everything you type in, whoever it is. There is also um, uh, the keystrokes, and there's also a listening thing, so they can hear what you're saying through the Siri. I said, that's not legal, is it? He said, no. He said, you can put my name on those court documents if you want to sue these people in court, sue this person. Because at that time, he thought it was P.J. Flynn, who was the person that I was on and off dating, um, that went mentally insane, planned and started acting out the plans of killing his own mother. I reported him to the authorities. I requested he get mental health supportive services and Jason Johnson ended up working with PJ Flynn in the last three years and Lorian Sayer who paid him to have me killed victory is mine thus saith the Lord sadly what these evil people do that are in the Illuminati deep state they're in the CCP they're all over the world they're the richest, most powerful people in the world because they worship Baphomet. And by powerful, I mean powerful in the worldly sense. The creator of the universe gives us powers and is more powerful than anyone else. But you might not have the rich, fancy lifestyle. You might have humble circumstances, but at least you keep your values. What this organization does, the evil group, they will cause division in your relationships through your device. And sure enough, last year, Graydon told me, the last time he and I spoke was that he and his wife were going through a divorce. That is what they do. They cause division in your relationship, and then they kill you off, make it look like a suicide. They killed him. Why would they kill this person that was going to be my eyewitness in court? Cybersecurity expert. Because they cover up their trails. 
These people tried their best to use me as a spy. Jason sent me for protections, for protections, fake protections, for problems that he and his organization caused. Sent me to an older gentleman. He told me, if you, if you get, make it to this particular safe house, Yes, Father, he said, say the city in Canton, Georgia. You're going to see this veteran there in the lobby. Real friendly person. He'll have a veteran hat on. You can trust him. I said, I can. He said, yeah. How would he know that I would need someone I could trust? Because he knew that Lorian Sayer had paid him whatever amount he wanted to have me killed. And she was someone I introduced him to because she told me she was good. She conned her way into my circle over the course of a year, be on guard. The Illuminati slithers like snakes. And she told me she was a part of a private church group that she would have her elders, she would have her husband speak to the elders of her church group to get me funding for my business. How sick is that? So Jason did what he had to do. He had to sign with her, take money from her to make it look so believable. So he reached out to someone he trained under. He said, I, I can't do this. I can't be associated or connected to the situation, but she needs protection. And this man that he sent me to, he never told me who he worked for, but I believe he protects President Trump. I believe he was the top security man that stays in the shadows. Victory is mine, thus saith the Lord. When you cry out to the Father for help, he doesn't just send you mediocre help. You get the best, fiercest warriors sent in your direction. But you better have a reason. Value add. What are you doing for them? Why in the world would they help me? Because all the security teams had been paying attention to my content for only God knows how long before that. And they got to witness the growth of the brand from nothing. And they had been watching from a distance. And I finally needed help. And this was their opportunity to step in and provide it. I only met one gentleman from each political party's security team. And I should take that back because he never told me who he worked for. He never told me any political anything. He said, Aaron, do you understand? This is the gentleman that Jason sent me to. Do you understand the level of security you're under right now? These people, these warriors have sworn vows to protect you, to keep you alive. They have sworn that they will die in place of keeping you alive. Do you understand that? I said, wow, how can I repay them? 
then I wrote a song. He had gotten me a keyboard off of Marketplace while we were in safe housing, and I wrote a song thanking them. The melody came to me. I believe the Father uses music to heal me, heal my mind, keep my mind sound. And I sang it to him. I said, or I played, I played him the recording. I said, do you think they'd like it? He said, I know they'd love it. He said, send it to me. Send it to me and I will send it and make sure that they all get to hear it. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. Like, okay. We became friends. He looked out for me. I looked out for him. He survived a stroke a couple years before that where the hospital actually sent him home without any treatment because they didn't have enough beds. And at that time, he was a homeless veteran. He was homeless, but he wasn't helpless. The only reason why he didn't have a home was because he gave it away to a family with, I believe, six kids that were sleeping outside. Mom and dad and their six kids, eight of them. And there wasn't enough homes for the need and he had this home there was homes right but our government they're like rich misers they hold on to their wealth <clears throat> and he decided that he was going to give his home away and he didn't realize he knew there was all these homes available but he didn't realize the wait list for men that don't have children in the home is three years so he had to wait to get housing. When I met him, he had been homeless for two and a half years. He was in a motel for a few months, I believe. So it was a little over two and a half years. I helped him get his housing. But I imagine he had a much bigger home before he and I met. But he looked out for me, I looked out for him and uh, about a year and a half later, we decided to get married. That shocked the shit out of everybody. I know it. <laughs> Sorry. Pardon my French. I wasn't planning it. He, wa he, wa he definitely wanted to marry me right away. Because he saw that I was good. I had some major issues in trusting my own decisions around men because of my past but he was good he was very good he is good sadly after we had been married for maybe about 19 days on Easter Sunday I that was the last time I got to speak to him in 2022 the day or two before that we were door dashing. I was, I was lift driving before that to make, make uh, money to pay my bills and whatnot in between growing this brand, this business, because of the hacking that had been done from Jason Johnson and his team, blocking me from making money. They signed a three-year contract to block me from making money. Otherwise, uh, these people could kill me. So... I've had everything stripped of me, which is fine. 
Lyft though wouldn't let me drive because I was hit by a, another car when I had a customer in the car and my car was under review for that case. So we were driving DoorDash, we were delivering and picking up food, delivering it to people's houses and and whatnot. And out of the blue, my nonprofit business partner whom disassociated from me for a year she reached out to me her name is Nicole Bernie she goes by Nikki or at least she did back then I haven't spoken to her since she betrayed my family at that time she was in the army as a warrant officer over 20 years of service married to a retired army officer of some sort I didn't know his rank Tyrone Bernie he served over 24 years, and they housed her mother and her father-in-law for stepdad, I should say, um, for a decade, Nadine, and her husband and her were s- separated, but um, I stayed with her and rehabilitated for a few months in Nikki's home after being separated from my hero who protected me whom I later married and I had told her about all the good things that he had done and how both the teams worked together to protect me and I couldn't get my mind off of Jason when I was at her house she helped me prepare for a date that Jason took me on I posted about that earlier this week along with the photo of the dress He told me to wear something revealing, sexy, and asked me to perform oral sex in the middle of the day in public. Jason Johnson asked that. Of course, I denied it. He would be added to a pedophile list. He should be because he whipped it out in public. I told him that he needed to respect me, and that was in 2021. Two months after we launched Air Nicole Ministries, there are no coincidences. So I was staying in Nikki's house when I launched Air Nicole Ministries um, between an Airbnb and her house. And I paid for the nonprofit paperwork and she agreed to be my partner on it because you had to have a minimum of two people on the paperwork for the level of um, nonprofit that I had the ability to pay for at that time because I had just rehabilitated from homelessness. These people forced me into homelessness after (laughs) offering me an opportunity for $200 billion entity to pay me for my networking skills. Yeah, talk about highs and lows of life. Victory is mine, thus saith the Lord. I ain't worried about nothing. So Nikki calls out of the blue starts asking questions about my husband I thought it was odd she was asking questions that she already knew so I changed the subject because he told me not to talk about him and I respect my husband Then I started talking to her about Jason. I said, you remember that guy that I went on that date? That you helped me pick the dress out? She goes, yeah. I said, you were right. 
he is married. I found out the dude's married. He's a nasty ass. And he took my friend from college to Mexico and he left her there. What a douchebag. I said, you were right. Men, many men are dogs, but I married a good man. And uh, it's good to hear from you. I'm glad you called. She said, you are? I said, of course. We're friends, right? I said, I didn't know what was going on with you, why you distanced yourself from me, but I learned a long time ago to let people be themselves. So you call anytime. Then I hung up the phone and I had picked up the Chick-fil-A. I got back into the car and I said, well, I don't know about her. He's like, what do you mean? I said, I found it odd that she was asking questions about you. He said, oh, you picked up on that, huh? I said, yeah, that's why I changed the subject. He goes, you're a smart lady. I said, well, you told me not to talk about you. And for her to ask questions about you, she already knew about you. He's like, what did you say to her? I said, I, I told her that you were good, that Jason sent me to you, that you got me a keyboard and we wrote music together and you gave your home away to a family that was sleeping outside. I told her good things about you. I told her that I thought that you worked for Trump to protect him, but I wasn't certain. But I knew for certain that Jason was protecting Biden. He said, really? That's what you told her? I said, yeah. But that was like over a year ago. I haven't spoken to her in over a year because she blew up at me and she had done it before. And she, she disconnected on social media from me. He said, thank you for telling me that. So she has had this behavior pattern before of, of uh, like an anger problem. I said, yeah, major anger. She didn't like me. He asked what she did in the military. I said, I'm not sure because I asked her once when I first met her in 2015 and she told me that I asked too many questions and it made her on guard because that's the training that she had in the military. People asking you questions, which is true because I work with the military now. I'm a contractor, which is a really cool job. I'm very blessed. And a part of our training is like against like espionage and you know, anti-terrorism and stuff like that. And they say, if people are asking you questions about your position or where you work or how many people are there, tell your leadership and tell them, I'm so sorry, but I'm not allowed to speak about my job. It's national security risk. And um, I only asked her one time in 2015. And when she blew up, she didn't talk to me for like a week or so. And then she reached back out to me and she was like, Hey, um, I'm sorry. I just realized that you're probably just a curious person, huh? And I was like, yeah, but when you told me, you know, I can't ask questions about your job, I was like, I get it. Like, I have a lot of friends in the military, so I didn't, they've never told me that before. Like, I just asked them and they're like, oh, you know, I work on helicopters or, oh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm in the MP. I, you know, arrest people that are criminals on post or whatever. And, um, and they just keep it simple. But you didn't tell me anything of what you did. So I just thought that was different. But that was your choice. But I saw how upset you got. She's like, I'm sorry. I'm just used to telling people that they're not allowed to know any details because of what I do. I said, okay, I respect that. And I never asked her ever again. So, but she always would ask questions of me. 
she was curious about my life and I'd always, you know, open up to her and stuff. And um, she'd open up about her life outside of her job, but she never told me what she did for her work. And that's her choice. But asking questions about my husband on the phone made his team very on guard. And he told me on Easter Sunday, Aaron, the team, the team said, you got to go. I said, I, I have to go? He said, yeah, I'm going to need the dog tags back. I said, because she called and asked who you were, I have to leave? He said, yeah. I was like, well, this sucks. We just got married. What happened to the till death do us part? Now keep in mind, that same week, my husband asked to retire. When she called, his team told him that there was a trace of our location put on that phone call. So whoever she spoke to about what I had shared with her when I lived with her, they probably kept an eye on me and who I was hanging around. And even though she had separated from social media on all social media platforms, I thought she had stayed connected on Snapchat and she was just spying on me. And she saw my wedding photo and that's why she reached out because someone probably told her to. We believe that she was threatened. Her active duty status was threatened. If you don't make this phone call, then you're going to be kicked out of the military on dishonorable charges. And she served over 20 years. The leadership in power right now does not care about the color of your skin. They care about what you can do for their party. And they will do anything they can to destroy President Trump. The evil deep state, I should say, that's a part of this party. There are many good people in all political parties that are patriots to our country. But there are many that have been sold out to other nations, that have made promises to other nations. Yes, Father. So uh, he whispered to me to wrap it up. So thank you for listening to this episode today on Victory is Mine, Thus Saith the Lord. It's been just under two years. This Easter will be two years since I've seen or spoken to my husband. I'm believing that I will connect with him before then. Because it says in Tennessee law that if we're not living together for two years, then we're considered divorced. And I know he loves me. Because initially he told me he wanted a divorce. But then he said, as soon as I moved out, when he made me move out, that he wouldn't sign the paperwork. I had gotten paperwork signed by a notarist and mailed it to him, signature required. And he said, I won't sign it. So I know he loves me. I know that we will be reunited in God's perfect timing. Not mine. If you desire to have this faith this connection to the father where he reveals truths to you 
He reveals gifts to you like 61 therapies or songs to you or sculptures or whatever it is that he has designed in you to do. And to give you a piece about life now and the afterlife. You can have the salvation. It is free. You actually cannot buy it. Repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this gift of salvation. I'm a sinner in need of your forgiveness. Please forgive me, Father, and come into my heart and never leave my side. I pray this in your heavenly name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to welcome you to the family. Your next step is to get plugged into a Bible-based church. Keep God first place. Any, any ask, Father? If this episode has added value to you, please share this episode to every soldier you know in the United States Army. And if you are in a military branch in another nation, please share it with every person in the Army, in the Air Force, in the Marine Corps, in the Navy, and in the Coast Guard, any auxiliary branches, any ROTC, JROTC, get the word out. Our weekend warriors in the reserves, our National Guard, please get the word out. Victory is mine, thus saith the Lord. The Father says that good things are going to be happening in March. Keep your head up. Anything else, Father? That's it. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.